The other thing that I would say is if you're a business owner listening to this or if you're somebody that wants to look for opportunities, seek areas where you can find money at cheap. I call, in my book, I call it cost of capital. Look for opportunities, maybe get a home equity loan. Look at, look at opportunities where maybe you could get a, a loan from a bank or other areas because money right now is cheap because of interest rates. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to another edition of Better Wealth Live. My name is Caleb Williams. And I'm Mariah Wood. And in today's episode, we have something very, very special for you. The people have spoken, and uh, you guys love the parental points. So I'm going to put Mariah on the spot for another parental point to start us off. Then we're going to go into a Q&A question that we got emailed that I think is going to be a great a way to like tee up the case study that we're going to finish on. We've gotten... Majority of people that have reached out to us want to hear case studies. So we're going to do that live. We're also going to um, be looking back on some of the people that we've served. Obviously, in every case study, we're going to change up names, change up a little bit numbers. You're not going to know who this person is, but I think we can all learn from what we're seeing on the front lines. And um, and then for those brave people that want to to come on the show and actually share what, what they have, like we will go through our process. We have our Better Wealth Way, which is our four steps, which we take that framework and in everything that we do, we apply that to helping people with money and you will see that in action. All right. Anything else that I'm missing? No, I think we're I think we're ready. It's been fun to hear your feedback. I appreciate um, your guys' support and um, how we can make this better. And it, we are on this pursuit of betterment, as uh, our good friend Dave Anderson says. And so, um, before we jump into the Q and A and case study, Mariah, what is your parental point of the week? All right. So usually you like have me do this on the fly and I thought maybe I'll put some like intentional thought into it. And actually I had a really great moment with my daughter today. And so um, one of the things here at Better Wealth you're constantly saying is that we we do what we do so that people can live a better life today and in the future. And since I'm broadcasted live to other people, I thought that maybe, you know, there would be some intentional stuff. Not, I am not by any means perfect parent. Um, you've, t if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, my kids come to other people's houses without pants, and um, they run around in our backyard naked. Like you just, that's just, that's just life. Um, but one of the things I did want to bring today for the parental point is um, my daughter this morning was making some eggs. My 11 year old mm. Elena, she is incredibly responsible, absolutely smart, beautiful. And she has got her nose in this book series right now. So she cooked her eggs. She was quickly eating. But as I was walking around, you know, we had this great teaching moment because she left the stove on. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> and I took, I, you know, I grabbed her and I said, Hey, I want you to come see something. And we kind of noticed that the stove was off and there was a big teaching moment. And um, I felt like I handled it with grace. I felt like I did everything I could to make sure she wasn't scared or feeling like she let us down. And I found her reading in um, outside on a swing and I kind of went over and she just got real sad. And she yeah. just said, I'm really sorry that I, that I did that. And I said, it's, it's totally okay. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is because the first thing that came to my mind was had I told you that I loved you yet today. And um, I'm a parent, so I might get a little emotional right now, but um, Trevor and I, for the last year, one of our intentional livings with our child is that when we have a teaching moment, 
we first want to try to train our brains to think, have I told you yet that? Have I told you yet that I love you? Have I told you yet that I'm proud of you? Have I told you yet that you're beautiful Mm. or that you're smart? And um, I'm trying to train my brain that before a teaching moment, I want her to know that. And so, you know, as parents, we go through our busy day. By the end of the night, when we're tucking our kids in, we do try to remember, did I tell you today that I love you? You know, and and so instead of waiting till the end of the night to ask that question, I'm really trying to train my brain to say, did I tell you today that I love you? Mm. And I could just see in her eyes when I said that, she kind of rolled her eyes and goes, yes, she did. But it was one of those in that moment, if I can use every teaching moment to first ask her, did I tell you today I'm proud of you? Yeah. Then she'll know that she's loved before there's a teaching moment that might make her feel a little bit sad. So one of the things that Better Wealth, you're constantly talking about intentional living. I think that that bleeds through every part of our lives, marriage, finances, parenting. And so my parental point for today, it's not as funny as the other ones, um, but it is definitely a, uh, it's, it's one that touches and a challenge that I'd have for listeners too is whoever you are, have you, have you told your partner yet today, your spouse that you love them? Have you Mm. told your children you're proud of them? You know, so I'm just challenging you before you say anything next, maybe ask, have I told you yet that I love you? Have I told you yet that I'm proud of you? So that is my parental point. I I love it. I think there's a ton to take away and simple, simple acts or words or, or uses of just telling someone that you love them can make the difference. And so thank you for sharing your story and like that happened today. And so thank you. Thanks. It was fun. It was neat. All right. So, um, man, that's a hard, hard point. So now we, now let's go on (laughs) and talk about money. I'm I'm ready to like cry here. Um, all right. So let's talk about the question of the week. And I think it's really good. And why don't you tee it up? I did hear this right before recording. And so I've been thinking, thinking of some good answers. Oh, good. Okay. Well, what's encouraging is, is that we have people writing in. We have people emailing in. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. One of the things that I'm encouraged about in a lot of these emails is that our podcast people, our listeners are listening with their families. And so this upcoming question is actually, um, it's from a family member. It's from, um, someone who is on a vacation with their family. Yep. So, so this, this person, um, I'll say his first name because he's given us permission to do so. It's Jeff. And so Jeff, you're watching. Thank you for being listening. And thank you for having your whole family listen. You, yeah, you should tee it absolutely. up. He's hilarious. And he had, he had a 12 yeah. hour drive and he dragged his family along. And listened to all these podcasts, right? <laughs> thank That's you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, great job. Uh, so in that, I actually, you know, based off of his question, I think it was something we did a few weeks ago when you brought up the debt clock. Yeah. And, and so I really, I don't, I, he didn't name that as the podcast that he listened to, but what it did is it sparked some thought for him and his family on this vacation trip home and their long drive. And it really sparked this idea about what's happening with our country spending money, just printing money and all the things that are happening, the possibility of high inflation and an increases of increase of taxes as a result. And because of that, knowing as a family person, I, he's got some really great questions about his family and preparing for an economy that has high inflation, Mm. high taxes, and what he can possibly do to prepare for this. So he does ask right off the bat, so maybe we can dissect in a few points. He's got a few questions. But Caleb, in looking in the future, looking at the debt clock that we looked at and where our country is heading, are there any investment vehicles that they as a family can utilize to capitalize in an economy and an environment that's moving 
in that direction? Yeah. So great question. And I think in, in some cases it can be very depressing to see all this stuff. And even when we talk about um, our financial model, if full disclosure, people get depressed and it's depressing sometimes seeing where people are at. And, and there's like two, two mindsets that you can have. Robert Kiyosaki has this concept of savers are losers. And what he means by that is if you just save your money or invest your money like the average person, then you get to retirement and then something like increased taxation, inflation, which is meaning our dollars are getting less and less valuable, or something crazy happens in the economy or a massive um, stock market crash or, or whatever, your whole life savings is now worthless. And so the, the big thing philosophically is when you take a step back and you say, okay, what can we do to, like, what are the investment vehicles that would keep up with inflation? I go back to a fundamental value creation because if you are creating value in the world, it will keep up with inflation. That whatever whatever goes on in the environment, if you have if you have something of value, um, it's going to it's going to show up powerfully. So let me let me explain. It, basically, if you're if we have a ton of drought and you are the person that has a thriving garden and crazy stuff happened with you know we the American dollar gets lost and now we're trading we're bargaining having fresh food is valuable now if everyone if everyone had food and then we were like literally throwing it out that food would be less valuable but in in hard times having food is, is valuable um, the, and, and I know Jeff has a big um, background in real estate. Real estate is something, regardless of what happens to the economy, that asset class will is, is providing shelter. And so, yes, the reason why home prices continue to go up, you have to look at other environmental. It's not like, it's not like a house is going up in value because we just appreciate it more. It's actually going up in value because of inflation, because of the environment, supply and demand. So that's another asset that creates value. My favorite asset is investing in yourself and creating business because I believe that is the that is the greatest way to cut through this concept of of looking of, of you know when times get tarred. If you are in a business or if you yourself are in an industry that's continuing to provide value, you can be able to pivot, use that specialized knowledge, and be able to to really you know grow. I would say assets that I would be very very careful are long term assets where you give up liquidity and control and just hope that it conservatively grows. Like if your money's tied up in those kind of assets, not good. The stock market, it's up to you. I don't personally believe that there's a ton of value creation happening in just trading stocks. Um, but for some people that they disagree with that. And so you just really got to like fundamentally understand that if you, if your money's backed up by value, you, you will be fine. But if it's based off, if it's based off of like a tactic, you're, you're, you could be uh, in for a sad reality. So what I'm, what I'm also hearing you say here too is as we do, as looking at the future can be somewhat depressing. Somebody yep. like Jeff could look at his family and say, what are the things that we can do to invest in ourselves right now that yep. would give us value for the future? So almost just intentionally really finding out um, what they're doing as a family, yep. how they can maybe um, add even more value or direction into their talents and things that they yep. do so and knowing jeff and having conversations this is this is what i told him number one invest in your business your business is booming continue to invest in that you have a passion for real estate so look for opportunities especially in the next year there may be opportunities you have an in 
where a lot of people like myself don't necessarily know all there is to know about getting into real estate in your industry um, because they're, they're a special place in the country where I think there's going to be a, a lot of opportunities. And so that's number two. And then number three is keep your eyes open for this concept, just just areas that you could create value. And there's, there's going to be so many things, Mariah, on sale. There's going to be so many opportunities that if you have that mindset, you can get in, buy something at $5 and have that grow because of where we are with the economy. So that's what I would be looking for. What I told him presently is to not make any decisions, not make any investment decision now, because I just don't see right now there being anything great until you really like if, if you like start with yourself, look at where you specialize in. And then um, I, I just told him to hold on to money and continue to, to watch. There's nothing currently that I go you need to put all your money in there. And if there's someone that tells you that, just be really careful because um, just be careful. Now, because you've talked to Jeff, I mean, part of his question was, of course, using the and asset to capitalize yep. um, and really using that would be beneficial. So I'm going to kind of take his last question and spin it a little bit because you've sort of just answered it. He did talk about what are some other vehicles we should be borrowing against yep. an asset to actually make investments in. So let me spin this question a little bit. Looking towards the future, since you did kind of answer yep. the investment and, and where you should be careful to put your money in things that you should look for, what might be things that you see actually we live today thinking that they're okay, but because of the high inflation, because of the high taxes, are actually now going to be something we want to take a second look at because it's they're just going to get worse. So, um, for example, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people who are, have an employer and they're getting retirement funds. Yeah. Um, what is what is something look like that? Um, does the four hundred one k change? Does yeah. The I just think I think I just think savers. If that is your if your money is just gonna remain dormant and you're just putting your money in a place and hoping it's gonna do something in forty years, that that is just gonna continue to get worse with this environment. It's and just you look at you look at it in the nineteen eighties and when the four hundred one k started. And like you look at all the money that poured into the market and supply and demand just I mean, it, it shows like the market just skyrocketed. We're not going to see that over the next 30 years, even with the amount of money that's being printed. When you look at the economy curve, uh, Harry Dent does a lot of great research on just if you look at the people taking money out and the people investing in and you just look at the stock market, not from a value creation, but just a supply and demand metric. There's not we're not able to pump in enough money to continue the growth that we've seen from the 80s and, and we just have to understand history and what actually like put got money to be put in and when you look at the people that invested they're going to start taking money out and my generation is not going to be able to invest at a level that even keeps us like so it's we have big problems as it relates to just the market itself so that's that's number one 401ks and iras they they have a form of locking up your money which is a problem. The other thing that I would say is if you're a business owner listening to this or if you're somebody that wants to look for opportunities, seek areas where you can find money at cheap. I call, in my book, I call it cost of capital. Look for opportunities, maybe get a home equity loan. Look at, look at opportunities where maybe you could get a, a loan from a bank or other areas because money right now is cheap because of interest rates. And for someone like Jeff or someone like me, for a lot of people that I talk to, there might not be an opportunity now, but the people that can find access to capital, if you have that, opportunities will seek you out. And that's the last piece of advice I would give somebody. If you're a business owner, you don't need to feel like you need to spend all your money. We know the importance of having an emergency account. It Be proactive and look for other sources of, 
of money out there. And if you're sitting on a ton of money and looking for someone to loan it to, hit me up. I'm, I'm very interested in talking to you. Um, and in all seriousness, I know a lot of people and I'm just having a lot of conversations and I'm, um, and so, so anyways, that's, that's, that's the mindset that I would have answering this question. That's great. And I think, um, somebody, I think the other day gave you a compliment. They really think, um, just with your optimism that there's some really great things that can even come of this. Yes. Yes. I, I even talked to someone today who changed their path and they're doing what they love because COVID shut down their current job. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things where it was super interesting. And uh, I think that's the mindset that we have to have. One life, make sure that you use your your money, talents, and abilities in a way that you can live intentionally now and in, in the future. That's great. I feel like we could just end there, but I think I, this case study is really good. So, um, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the second part which is the case study. Which we're going to incorporate case studies pretty much going forward um, because we've just gotten such a huge demand. And we're, and by the way, we are very, very careful to keep privacy a, a, as an important thing. So this person actually gave me permission. We're still not going to share the, the details, but I will have this family come on our show sometime and share their experience. It's super fun. And I just love them from the bottom of my heart. I actually had a conversation with them uh, about two weeks ago and so this will this this is kind of an update of where they're at and I wanted to explain what my advice to them was but I first of all want to get their current situation talk about them becoming clients and then talk about how we're pivoting in this time right and I think too when we talked about case studies because sometimes when we think about case studies we just think about hypotheticals we are bringing real situations not in its yep. full detail but we're also doing that because we want the listeners to fully understand better wealth and what uh the team and the things that you have you have done besides just band asset and how you right. helped them right okay yep. so um the this case study uh is about um a couple about in their 40s okay particular particularly we're talking about one person in their 40s and before they came to us at Better Wealth, they had less than 500000 in life insurance as a family. Okay. Okay. They make about 140000 a year. Okay. Uh, Self-employed. Okay. They initially saved 20000 and they think and are about to be able to save 18000 yearly. They own their own home. Okay. Okay. And uh, some of their values is that security is really important. And so one of their fears is that they're going to run out of money at retirement. Yep. And so, and when you say they initially saved, um, for you listening, they had about $20,000 of savings when they came to us. So it's, it's very typical. Someone, a family in their 40s, an amazing family with incredible children, and has a true heart, starting to make some good money, and really doesn't have much to, as it relates to life insurance, doesn't have much as it relates to savings, knows that they they need to do something and kind of feels stuck. Um, I They actually, believe it or not, reached out to me on Instagram. Wow. Which, I, by the way, if you're on Instagram, please follow me out of pity. I'm not a great, like, <laughs> I don't have a ton of following there. Um, but they saw someone post about my book, and they, they got the book. They ended up getting the blueprint, and, and they were just in the process of starting to save money. So before then... They didn't have really much money at all. Entrepreneurs is very, very common. People have their business but really work so hard and don't really have anything to show for it because they don't have a process. 
so we went through the process. We we looked at clarity and we figured out what was really important to them. And this they they're very much into family. They wanted to be a good steward. They were Christians, so they wanted they their faith was really important to them. And so they wanted to really make sure that they could be a good steward and continue to be generous. But they wanted to start getting ahead. And so they we read we looked at a lot of different areas. They were really drawn to the and asset. They they really liked that you could be efficient with your money, that their money could grow, but they could also have an emergency account that they could also invest in their business. So we got them started on that. Um, we we helped them create consistency in their savings, and then the use strategy was really like we didn't have a direct area that they were going to use their money right away. They they're business owners, and so. Like this was just kind of one of those things where they were going to see what happens, but we didn't have like a, some people come to us and they're like, I want to do real estate. This is what I want to do. And we help them be efficient with that current issue. Right now, they didn't have a direct use for their money. And so um, the one of the family members reached out to me and was just like, hey, I'm having a hard time. Like I'm looking at a lot of things on the Internet. I want to make sure that I don't want to run out of money. Like security is very, very important and they don't want to run out of money. And so um, we set up a meeting and we just kind of like, we, we actually, I showed them the model, which I, you can't see my screen. If you're, if you're interested in like, we keep on talking about this better wealth model uh, or, or better wealth assessment, actually it's using the better wealth model. Um, you can go to betterwealth.com and we are just really excited about this. It's right now it's in beta. Um, so they're in their forties. I showed that they saved about $20,000 a year. They're saving about 18,000. Uh, they make about 140. We're assuming the projected inflation around 3%, meaning that they they need to understand that 25 years from now, the cost of just living what they're currently li- their current lifestyle is, they'll need more money. Um, and then we had to make some kind of assumption for for retirement. So to not break the model, I put 7%. You had a good question. You're like, why 7%? Not a really good answer. Just that's what everyone puts. So that's where we start. Um, and then obviously you'll see where we can pivot. And then after I put a 4% rate of return and um, they're 40 and we're going to say that they're working till 70 and I showed them and then we added social, social security and they, they run out of money at 78. Right now when, when we say running out of money, that's, that means that at the, at the current way in which they're living, current yep. expenses, current lifestyle, that if they stayed with what they have right now, they would run out of money by 78 or yeah i changed the net yes yes yeah, se- if they if they work till 70 assuming assuming this 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 model eight years that's eight it. years and 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 then social security obviously but but it's just not a ton of money when you think about you know making 140 and consuming most of it now so this is this is the conversation i had with them and i just i want i want you guys to hear me because this is so practical. This is like, I just want you to hear this because yes, we, we need to be the company that shows you, like we need to be truthful and show you what's actually going on. But we also are a company that gives you hope. And maybe not gives you hope, but shows you that there is hope. So financially, we can do certain things. We can tweak some things with efficiency, maybe save more money. But if you look at this model, they need to save in this scenario, just, I mean, they need to almost save 30, you know, if they save thirty-five thousand dollars a year, it gets them to eighty-six. They save forty thousand dollars a year, and this assumption it gets them to age ninety. 
Um, so if they say 45,000, and this is this is the cool thing about the tool that we're building, is it really gives you guys the, you know, so 45,000 gets them almost to age 100. So the point that I'm making is, saving your way out of this scenario is not necessarily like, it's hard, it's almost impossible. Like it, it can happen, but it's practically impossible, especially with where their family's at. And so we know that we know this mathematically, the traditional way you need to save like 50 K a year to like, just maintain your current standard of living throughout your life, working till age 70. That's like overwhelming. That's depressing. But this is what I told them. I said, listen, you guys are both entrepreneurs and you're both in my opinion, under making what you could be making with your talents, your abilities, the way that you see the world. And so this is what I challenge them to do. Let's continue to save. Let's try to save as more money if we can. And let's not be focused on this 7%. Because quite frankly, it's you could make a good argument that 7% every single year without a down year is not even realistic. But what is realistic is I believe having access to capital opportunities will seek them out. And in the next two to three years, they are going to have the kind of capital in their and asset to potentially say yes to a business opportunity, say yes to taking a risk and making more money. I mean, one of the family members is making $40,000, and I know that she can make eighty five to 90000 with her abilities. But if you don't have a ton of money, you just have to, you just have to do that job that pays the bills. And so what I'm trying to encourage them is take a step back and say, okay, the and asset, the rate of return itself is not going to change your life. It's going to be like every other vehicle. But the opportunity, the external rate of return, the, the opportunity that you will have with control, that you will be, the opportunities that you could say yes to dramatically change your life. Because if you double your income, but continue to keep your standard of living, now you're able to put a massive chunk working for, for you from day one. And, and so it's just another, it's like you can't, this family won't be able to to scheme the market or scheme a financial product and magically end up at retirement. That's not going to happen. But it's the way that they think and where they put their money and how they think about their money. Going back to our principles, clarity, efficiency. The ones that I really hammered in is consistency and use. If they can be consistent with saving and then they can think strategically on how they use their money, I'm telling you, five years from now, they're going to say yes to something because of their financial situation that's going to put them, that's going to change their life. Right. And I think something that's unique and because of the relationship of Better Wealth and what you've told them, I also know that with the tools that we're building here at Better Wealth, that when that opportunity comes for them, when they've done that, they have an opportunity to come back and say, I want to weigh this opportunity against yes. what I'm doing. Yes. And you can see the model. Like you, the, the big thing, Mariah, is if you if you get your life in check as far as your spending and you make more money and you can put that in the savings aspect, it's, it changes the game. The other thing is, and we had to have a tough conversation, they want to pay for their kids' college. And I just quite frankly said, okay, you, you can, that, if that makes you feel good, but, but it's not financially feasible. Now, there's the, there's the and ask that there's other ways to be able to do this, but like from a mathematical model perspective, it's not super ideal. And so what that got us thinking about is we started talking about different college alternatives. Right. And and it sounds like one of their kids is definitely going to go to college and it would be in their best interest. And the other kid probably doesn't need to and doesn't want to, but there's that, that pressure. And I just told them, I'm like, there there's other ways to just think about everything. And so, yeah, excited about the model. They needed to hear the idea of consistency and use. 
and what they were doing with their money. Like they need to save more, but they need to have the mindset of like, you're not going to, don't try to get a better rate of return because that literally does nothing to your model, like one or 2%. What will change your model is if you use your money in some powerful way to increase your income or increase your status as it relates to business. So let me ask you this. I know that that's the conversation that you had with them and that's the goal that you had for them. They came in with life insurance. Yep. Are you helping, are we helping them with a different type of life insurance as of right now? Are they yes. going into whole life right now? What is, what is, yes. what is your step? So we, when we, when they first became clients, we got them, um, their human life value, which is essentially they were underinsured. So now they have enough life insurance as it relates to protection, which is a combination of a little bit of term because of it's cheap. And then we did overfund a and asset for both the, the couple. So we gave them two and that's where they're able to save money as entrepreneurs, have that emergency fund. And right now, again, my, my recommendation for them is to really seek opportunities and, and have some savings because they weren't panicked when COVID hit because they had savings. And so that's just an example of like, they're doing a good job, but they knew in their heart that something was, would have to change at retirement and seeing the model for the first time was a little bit tough because they realize that there's no way out the traditional way. So like, we, we had the model available for them to yes. see. And yes. Is that hard for people? It, I mean, see that? Cry, I don't do well with crying. No, that's, <laughs> I'm joking. I do. I do. Okay. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's good to have, a, it's just good to see. And I want you guys to know that there's hope because we are not going to be the company that just says everyone um, is messed up and there's no hope. Like that is, that's a lot. I don't care where you are financially. It starts with how you think. And yes, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're 50 years old and have no money, the model's not going to look pretty. And there's hope. And if you're young, if you're under the age of 30 listening to this, like you need to work with us or work with someone that can help you create a consistent savings and a system. Clarity, efficiency, consistency, and use, you will thank me because there's something powerful about starting early. You you guys had this realization and, and we had conversations about your kids. Like your kids are gonna be set because of the mindset. And um, that's that's really important. Absolutely, it is. When we when we had that light bulb, we thought there's, there's no way we can't allow our kids to know about this, to have this for their future because we don't want them to be in that same situation that we were in. So yeah. absolutely, there is hope. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, watching, listening to the Better Wealth Live edition. Um, I hope you enjoy these case studies. And again, we want to hear from you. So info at betterwealth.com. Tell us your questions. Um, give us examples. Let us know if you're willing to come on live to the show. And literally, no questions off limits. And um, we are continuing to get this message out. So anytime you share, comment, and just help us share the word, it means the absolute uh, world to us. And any final thoughts? No, I think if you're watching on YouTube, um, make sure that you hit that bell because um, with your schedule and the way that we're out, some some yep. we want Friday to be the main thing, but we may have a surprise yeah. day or something. So get well, those we're, notifications. We're posting consistently every single day. And, and just like anything, you post for a while, nobody watches, nobody cares. And one piece of content that might get someone's attention brings brings you to the platform and our, we're just going to be consistent. Like our four principles of wealth go into everything and so like consistency like this is a journey of we're going to be consistent even though there's not a ton of people watching on this platform on our podcast we've seen massive growth so we're just uh, going to put in the time absolutely all right have a great weekend
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.